This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, the Bastards are back on this Friday night to do an impromptu show. The Red Sox have, well, pending a physical, are about to sign Michael Waka to a one-year deal. He was a starting pitcher for most of 2021 for the Tampa Bay Rays. Pitched a little bit out of the bullpen. Had a 5.05 ERA. We don't have all the details of the signing yet. We were just in a massive hurry to come on here. And a couple of us are going to are going to be a little rambunctious because we hate the signing. By we, I mean Charlie Smith and I. Joe Goddard will do his best to talk us off of the ledge. But, uh, yeah, so uh, how you guys doing? Not many Friday night uh, podcasts. You know, I'm going to say this much. I had, like, the worst day ever. And then Michael Walker got signed. <laughs> so, believe it or not, this wasn't the worst part of my day. This wasn't even the top three part of my day. Okay. Like, worst things that happened today. But it's maybe fourth or fifth. That's how bad this day went. That being said, not thrilled. Tara, I don't think you are either. But I was not jumping for joy when I heard the news. Like last year when some of the signings happened. But, Joe, I'm, I'm going to defer to you briefly to bring you on, too, and hear about how your day went and how your initial thought went. Well, my day was great. Uh, you know, day after Thanksgiving means more Thanksgiving. I had uh, two different families to do Thanksgiving with. So we did Thanksgiving yesterday twice. And then today I did lunch and beer garden. And uh, then Michael Walker got signed. And then it was like celebratory beer garden. I, I love this signing. Uh, I can't wait to ruin your day, Charlie, a little bit more. He's he's absolutely dying of laughter here. Uh, for those of you who can't see him, right? I know you guys can't see him. You can just hear him. But he's crying a little bit, and it's, it's making me that much happier. So, Terry, I know you hated it, but uh, you want to dive right in as to why? Well, the show we released, uh, what, two nights ago, three nights ago, we had ten – free agents that the Red Sox were connected to Michael Walker's name, not on the list, not on the list. So I've been stewing about this and, and, and stewing and spewing on social media. And, uh, I was kind of warming up when I came on. And, uh, so I got a song here that was way too loud, but, uh, it's the, uh, Rocky song. That was such a bad part. This is the good part. I was getting warmed up. I was I was boxing and yeah, getting ready to come on and shred this Matt's take. Yeah, this Matt's signing. I'm so bad at electronics. 
while we're uh, on the tomfoolery here, this would seriously, this next song, this would be my uh, theme song if I walk to the plate. It would be my walk-up song. What do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. It's something angry, though. Is it... Uh... Oh, I don't even know. Is it Rage Against the Machine? Like, where are we going with this, Terry? Here it is. I'm hoping this is the right one. <laughs> I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, this is the right one. Ah, oh, hang on. No, come on. I am seriously botching this. Never mind. It was the Top Gun song. The Top hey, Gun. I love that song. I know. It would be my, it would be my walk-up song. Ugh. The danger right, zone. I quit. No, fuck. Oh, the, shit. that was an I opportunity for you to say so that's sorry. my waka song. I'm so sorry. I just dropped the f bomb. If you have kids in the car, that's literally the first time in probably two years that I've said it. I apologize. <laughs> Let's just stop messing around because uh, clearly I'm uh, not fit to use YouTube right now. It's probably because I'm a little rattled. So, Charlie, go ahead. You got the stats. All right. Hit us hit us hard. Three. That's the number of wins we saw Michael Walker have in twenty twenty one. Three. Three. That's also the number of million of dollars millions of dollars he was paid last year to play in Tampa Bay. But it's Tampa Bay. So here's the thing with the Walker signing. If he got eight million or what Garrett Richards got last year, because last year Garrett Richards was my uh official punching bag on the show. I wasn't too thrilled about it. Garrett Richards was signed last year for a couple of million. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was 8.5, if I'm not mistaken. It was. It could be completely wrong. If Michael Waka ends up signing for the same 8.5 million, I'm going to be pretty upset. I'm going to be curious a little bit, a little bit more to hear why we went that route. I know that we need to get a little bit of depth, but Garrett Richards, before he came to Boston, only won two, and he got $8.5 million. His ERA was 4.03. We now got a guy that got one more win. Now, I'm not too thrilled about it, and I talked about this little piece with Job earlier. He said he liked Michael Walker for one major reason. And I said, hey, I like it. That's that's totally all fun and cute. And cute is the word I cute. use for yeah, I use I use cute as opposed to using other other terminology. But there are five teams in that division. Against Tampa Bay, we obviously don't know how he's gonna do. Against Baltimore, he has an ERA north of five point five. Against Toronto, he has an ERA north of five point seven three. I'm going to leave Job's talking point for Job to talk about. But that's two out of the four teams that you're going to face. We don't know how he's going to do against Tampa Bay. Against Boston, he wasn't that great. I'm really curious to know if maybe this signing is going to turn into some, some kind of bliss because there were some games down the line at the end of the season that he didn't register wins and they very much should have been wins. And maybe this is someone who should have won five or six or even seven games. We'll never know. But I'm I, not thrilled. Well, I Job, have two stats for you, Charlie. Two. I'm listening. Not, yep. not one, but two. 
So first, you left off one team in the American League East who we know he's going to have to face probably north of five times next season. That's the New York Yankees. Do you know what his ERA was against the New York Yankees this past season? I didn't want to steal your story. You want to hazard a guess? Charlie knows because I told him. 1.96, just to spite me. 1.66. Okay. I 25 strikeouts, two walks in five appearances. That's pretty damn good. That's statistic number one because we hate the Yankees, and that's probably going to translate to wins. Stat number two. Charlie, I'm surprised you didn't have these splits, but I know you hate Michael Walker, so you're cherry-picking here. Do you know what his ERA was after August 1st? I do. The trade deadline? I know exactly what it was. 5.42 is what I have. After After August? After? Oh, wait. After July 31st. I calculated August and September, and it was 5.42. No, Waka's ERA was probably sub 2.5. So I'm looking at it now. Uh, from August 1st to the end of the season, his ERA dropped from 6 to 3. Which is how you end up with that 5.05. And his batting average on balls in play dropped from nearly a 4.30 to a 300. Which means... He was one of the most unlucky pitchers in baseball last season. A 430 batting average on balls in play is insane. Uh, uh, okay. Does anybody think that New York's going to be scary in 2022? Because I don't. Okay, well, so He got on, rocked on, against a team that got better. The, the transition here is not, oh, he just showed up in August and then all of a sudden things clicked. Uh, he missed a start, was moved to the bullpen, Worked with some of the pitching coaches down in Tampa and changed his pitch selection. Started using his curveball more, which was the pitch that made him effective in St. Louis. It was that 12-6 to curveball uh, with some bite. A lot less on first pitch and a lot more as his out pitch. And then all of a sudden, his ERA just clicked. If you're getting Michael Walker at, say, a 4-4 ERA next season... For one year, and I'm going to say his deal is probably worth $6 million, Charlie. That's that's my guess. You're replacing Garrett Richards with somebody who's actually had success. Like, I understand it's not recent success, but he does have an all-star nod, a postseason uh, run in him in 2013 as a rookie where everyone thought he was going to be the next great thing, the next Adam Wainwright. It's like, oh, my God, St. Louis has another one. Um, and then on top of that, He's got three really good years under his belt, and he's only been in the league since 2013. So he's mediocre. Joe, where did Uh, you get the stat uh, of uh, his August and uh, September? uh, I actually pulled that off of Twitter. Uh, One of the beat reporters for Tampa, and I will get his name. Okay. I can find it. He had he had a five inning game. He, I think he like uh, no hit the Yankees. He had five innings against like one hit or one run game. He did it like once or twice against New York. Here's the thing though, Joe. If you're talking about the fact that if we're gonna bring up the fact like oh we got the next you know Adam Wainwright, you're bringing up stats from six years ago. If the Red Sox sign Felix Hernandez, are we gonna say oh my God we got King Felix? No, because we're not gonna be talking about stats from 1905. Like, we're not talking about stats from 15 years ago. We can't do that. 
This guy has had the last three ERAs, the last three seasons, with St. Louis, the Mets, and Tampa Bay. This will be his fourth team in four years. You're the definition of a village bicycle. 4.76 ERA, 6.62 ERA, 5.05 ERA. Yes, I'm happy that he did better in the American League by a run and a half. Okay, I so... I still need to... Okay, go ahead. I just I just recalculated it to make sure I had the first stats right. Um, I got his game logs up in front of me. He pitched 53 and one-third innings in August and September, gave up 32 earned runs. So he had a 5.42 ERA in those two months. So he was worse in the last two months. Interesting. Than what Interesting. His, okay. Than what his ERA is. Okay. So he got tuned so up a couple of times. that changes my opinion. That changed my opinion a lot, Terry, because I'm looking at stats that I didn't have those numbers in front of me. Well, I just um, did I them. In front of me is not game logs. I just added them, you know, myself, and then there's an ERA calculator you can use. There's a, You just Google it, and it, it'll come right up. But um, here's my thing. The Tampa Bay Rays, the Houston Astros, and the Cleveland Indians – have been regarded as the three best pitching programs in Major League Baseball. If you want to throw the Braves in there after the last few years instead, fine. But Tampa is a pitching factory. They they turn out good pitchers all the time. If Michael Waka went to Tampa and he didn't improve immensely from his few years before, you're you're not a major league pitcher anymore if you if you don't get fixed on that program. It's one of the best in, in major league baseball and and certainly better than what the Red Sox have right now. So uh, all year long next year, all we're gonna hear is oh should have signed Erod. Erod's gonna mark my words, he will be a top ten Cy Young guy in Detroit. But you're preaching the choir on Erod, but <laughs> Harry, just re- remove the the ERA from. From your mind for a second if i were to read you these numbers for august i'm pretty sure you would take six innings pitched seven strikeouts three hits two earned runs six innings pitched six strikeouts three hits one run six innings pitched five strikeouts six hits six earned runs that's a mistake bad outing i'm not seeing Blue Jays. are you sure that's the right month because i i don't see him august pitching. 21 2021 totals blue jays back-to-back starts is when he got shelled. He went six innings, gave up seven hits, six earned runs, uh, one home run, two walks. What's the date on that? Uh, 9-15-2021. September 15th. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at the same thing. His two starts before that, totals of 11 innings, seven hits, three earned runs. Okay. His next appearance, three innings, four hits, uh, rather, four strikeouts, three hits, one run. And then his last outing in August is no hits in five innings at the Astros with two walks and no runs, followed by five innings of one hit, zero ERA ball uh, in September against the Yankees. So you're looking at a stretch where he had one bad game against, Balt- against uh, the Blue Jays, he dominated the Twins and the Tigers, who are not good lineups, granted. 
but then he bounced back against the Blue Jays and beat the Astros and the Yankees. Like those are two very good teams, and the Astros and the Yankees who were both right there, and the Blue Jays were a juggernaut, and they're probably going to win the American League East next season. Okay, now my August seems to be different from your August because he never pitches more than five innings in any start. And uh, I think you might have the wrong year then, Terry. No, twenty twenty one. I I have twenty twenty one. He he doesn't go more than five innings in the month of August. Yeah. In the in the month of September, he goes six innings twice. He does have a bad game against Toronto. I, I'm not sure what the what the spread was for from that beat writer that you were that you were reading earlier. Um, he he had a like a, a close to a five ERA um, in the trade deadline. Correct me if I'm wrong. July 18th. July 18th is the trade deadline. In what world? No, no that was the All Star game. Isn't that what you said was the All Star game, or did you ask for the trade deadline? Trade Since deadline. The, yeah. First or August first. Uh, I'm actually I, I was looking at it now and I realized that it's just mislabeled. And I was reading his September stats, and they're labeled as August. Yeah, so got it. Baseball Tem- almanac. So that's my fault. September, I I I was seem seemed to match up with you, but in August he got lit up. I mean, Seattle tuned him up for six runs. The Orioles of all teams scored five ten on runs, him. Five runs, ten hits. Okay, and so my this is mislabeled because for me that says July twenty twenty one. Baseball almanac has some mistakes here. I'll take full full responsibility for that. Um, but his September uh, was dominant. And uh, yeah, other than that one Blue Jays start, that was one one Blue Jays start, problem. right? But other than that, he went five starts, uh, dominant baseball. I'm not saying you're going to get that guy, but I also don't think you're going to get a six ERA guy. And if you do, he's still better in my mind than Garrett Richards because Garrett Richards is trash. <laughs> I hate the signing more. I really do. I hate the signing well, more than I hated the Richards signing. Really? Can you explain uh, that one? I I got one piece for you. I think Terry's going to hit on it, but I'll wait. I mean, Richards wasn't coming off a terrible year. I mean, it was a two-month season. He lost his job in the rotation uh, for the second month of that two-month season and went to the bullpen. But I, I'm extremely more pessimistic about Waka. And there's no constraints here. There's no reason to stay under the luxury tax. There is no reason to cheap out on the 2022. It's because they're getting your guy, Terry. They're going to go get your guy in Marcus Stroman. They're going to go get your guy. The guy you want more than anyone else. Oh, my God. That better not happen. But I'm just so – I mean, we were in on Erod on a multi-year deal only to find out Erod says a week later the Red Sox didn't talk multiple years with him. So somebody lied. I don't know – I don't know what the truth about Erod was. Apparently, we were interested in Syndergaard. Not really sure what level that was, but there was a connection there. And then we're we're connected to Stephen Matz, who I didn't want, but I would have signed over. I would have signed four forty four. I'll take a no, thank you. It was cheap money. I was surprised there was a a fourth year, but (sighs) this is a this isn't going to be a Brian Cashman rotation that the Red Sox trot out. It's unfortunate. I don't think that this – let's put it this way. I don't think this moves the needle in any way, but I like him in the bullpen a lot more as the guy who can then slot into your rotation, you know, when you need a spot start, than them trying to fit suddenly Whitlock into the rotation as their spot starter when they can and mess with him because he's already one of the most dynamic arms in the game uh, in his first season. 
I don't want him juggled around. Like, find a, a role for him and have him stick to it. If that's the rotation, that's great. And if that's the bullpen, that's great. But that's not how Heim Bloom wants to build a roster. So I want as many guys with versatility and cheap money as I can get until they sign Rafael Devers to an extension. Sign everybody to a one-year deal. Everybody to a one-year deal and then sign Rafael Devers for 12 years and then we can figure out pitching for the next three seasons. Toronto is going to blow us out. Yeah, Toronto's going to destroy us this year. It's not even, like, it's Toronto's not even close. Toronto's going to win the division uh, by 10 games. And it's not It's not going to uh, change whether or not the Red Sox go get Stroman. This is another reason why I'm, I'm, I'm not really thrilled about it is we're talking about Richards. Richards was known for having a, a really nice curveball. That was his thing. He had a really nice curveball. And he had a fastball in the mid-upper 90s. That could, you know, tag 97, 98 on a nice day. Michael Waka, if he's blessed, is going to hit 93, 93 miles an hour. That's top speed. That's with a little bit of lip on it. 93 intimidates exactly four hitters in baseball. Four. And they're yeah, usually Miguel pitchers. Is one of those pools is the other. Right? These guys 93 miles an hour. Dude, this guy can't pitch in the postseason. We shelled him in 2021. Shelled him. The last four, five appearances that he has pitched in the postseason, he has gotten rocked. He got rocked in the World Series against us in 2013. You want to go back and, and turn the clock back? 2013, he got absolutely wrecked. Okay, but you're not and signing has... him to be a, a starter in the postseason. You're signing him to be a stopgap when you have no one left in the bullpen. I mean, so, our bullpen is bare. What well, question? No uh, uh, hold on, I'm sorry. Are we are we trying to compete this year in 2022, Joe, God, by no, signing no. Michael Waka? God no. He's okay. going to be in the, the rotation. He's in the rotation. This is going to be every fifth game. <laughs> this is playing Russian roulette with four bullets in, in, in the round here. Or whatever you want to call it. One in the chamber and then three extra in there. You're playing with fire with this one. And yes, he has moments where he can go off. But if you can only do well against one team, but you're getting shelled against the others... They're going to have to line up the schedule to accommodate one pitcher. They're going to line up the schedule Ouch. to accommodate guys anyway because they did it all see all of last season for different matchups, including Chris Sale when he came back, that they were going to give him soft matchups. That's what this team is going to do. They want certain pitchers placing, facing certain teams. They don't care about giving you normal rest or extra rest. They want you to go when when they need you in matchups. That's how they play. That's why guys throw two innings at a time. It's frustrating as hell. But that's what it is. Terry, what do you think? This signing, for for everybody that was saying the Red Sox are Tampa Bay North, this signing confirms that. We are Tampa Bay North. We literally signed a crappy pitcher from Tampa. And I'm tired of reclamation projects. The 2022 Red Sox don't need reclamation projects. The payroll is fine. There's no penalties to reset. We're we're perfect there. There's nothing to worry about. There's no reason to build to not build a team that can compete for the division. Now let's look at Heim Bloom reclamation projects. Let's see what the record looks like. Here's a short list. Martin Perez, how'd that work out? Garrett Richards, 
How did that work out? Marie, Martin Perez is bringing back a guy who's already on the team. That's not really a reclamation. He's project. still he's still a Bloom guy though. That okay, fair enough. Nick Pavetta, we don't know what he is. He he showed some flashes at at the end of 2021 and had some nice postseason moments, but he showed some flashes at the end of 2020, and, and it wasn't a great year. Did we did we revive the career of Nick Pavetta? I don't think we can say that at this point. Ryan Weber was a scrap heap guy. I don't know if you want to go as far as reclamation project, but it was an experiment and it failed. Here's my favorite one. This is my favorite one of all the Bloom reclamation projects. Matt Andres, another crappy pitcher who was terrible everywhere he played, including Tampa, who again has one of the best pitching programs in Major League Baseball. And he sucked. He, he was gone by, what, June? He might have been injured there, so maybe maybe the, the injured list pushed him into July. But we knew early on he was done. He didn't have a future with the Red Sox. And here we are again with Michael Waka. <sighs> Terrible I mean, signer. I'm not saying he's going to save the rotation, Terry, but this team is not going to compete next season, and they know it. The fans don't want to believe that because the fans want to see what they saw this season. And... God, I hope that I'm wrong again. I hope that we're all on a show this time next season talking about how two years in a row we're stupid. And the Jays don't turn into the Jays that we think they're going to be. Charlie, what do you have on that? Uh, Real quick on Matt Andrews, because I was curious to know if he actually did get injured. He got released and then picked up by Seattle. Seattle picked him up and he actually did okay. He did okay in Seattle, right. That, that, that's right. I forgot about that. What is he, I remember he signed. Right. And because w- he was DFA'd, right? So, yeah, he was, he was basically yep. signed. And yeah, 245 ERA. What does that's that tell you? That's a pretty good you? ERA. Right. And that was a that was a different pitching program. Well, Maybe a better it, one. Maybe a better one. I tried to be a big Dave Bush guy, and I'm not saying I'm an anti-Dave Bush guy. He's the pitching coach for, for the casual fans, the pitching coach for the Red Sox. So, I hopefully, hopefully it works out, but I don't, they haven't turned around anybody's careers. They didn't fix Chris sale in a short sample size. Now you can, you can lean on the, you know, the, when has our pitching staff ever been the, the strength of this team? Not since John Farrell was the pitching coach before becoming a manager. Did we ever consider that to be a strength? We were team has been built on offense for the last 10 years. They're not. They're not going to fix pitchers. We weren't well, bad we in 2018, but um, and the in the 2013 rotation was good as well. I mean, Lester Lackey. Um, who else? Did we but buck- those are good pitchers. Buckles. How much does the season. pitching coaching staff have to do with that? Probably not much. My my thing is this, Terry. I don't think that the Red Sox pitching program is going to get guys get the best out of all these guys for two reasons one i don't think we have the best pitching coaches in the game let's put it that way you know one and two i think the way that heim bloom wants to build a team is flexibility we've talked about that what do pitchers hate more than anything else in the world is trying to be flexible they are creatures of routine and creatures of habit that's just a nature of the beast so to me, the two don't go hand in hand. But when you're asking Michael Walker to come on this team on a one-year deal, you're not asking him to be 
a starting pitcher every fifth day. You're asking him to be a stopgap. Please stop the bleeding. He's Martin Perez of next season. That's that's who he's going to be. But there's flashes of brilliance there that you're not going to get from Perez. It's just six and one, half a dozen the other. I'd rather have Walker over Perez. We need to sign good pitching. There's good pitching available. We could have had Ant, uh, Anthony Descalfani. He signed for three years, thirty-six million. That that 30, was thirty-six a, million. They don't want to spend. They don't want to spend any money on this team because they know they're not going to compete. Why can't they though? Why can't they? Well, they could, but right now they're busy building up the Pittsburgh Penguins hockey team. <laughs> they don't have any interest in building a championship team right at this very moment. They're turning into the Jacobses of of baseball. For those of you who follow hockey, the Jacobs own the Bruins. They don't care about winning Stanley Cups. They want to win home playoff games so they can make money, and that's it. That's what this team is turning into. John Henry does not care at all about winning World Series rings. He cares about the bottom line, and he showcased that when he hired Hein Bloom. We're far apart on that one. I, I I don't doubt questioning 2022, but I, I think the plan is to win eventually. But they can win I just win don't now. think that they want to go all in at any given point. They want to build slowly, build cheaply, and they want to recreate the 13 run, the 2013 playoff run where it's all homegrown talent. Or the 2007 playoff run where it's mostly homegrown guys about to come up. Those are going to be your contributing pieces. It's just going to take some time. They don't want to win in 2022. Charlie, go ahead. I'm, I'm sitting here listening and whatnot, and it's – oh, God, it's it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna hurt this year. Like it's, it's just going to – it's going to sting. There, there's going to be a whole boatload of stuff like the stuff I was saying and feeling about Garrett Richards. I don't know if it's going to be better. I don't know if it's going to be worse. And that's what I don't like. Like, I want to feel good about the signings that we're making. We really have no reason to not sign exactly. really stud. Like, we really don't like I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and they're actually hurting. Like we have 20 million that was going to go to Erod. That's not going to Erod anymore. Who's getting the money? Who's getting that? And here's the thing, we can all say Stephen Matt's fool's gold, 4 for 44, whatever. Dude, we were saying yes to 3 for 40 for 3 years. That would have meant 4 million more for a fourth season. We gaffed not signing him. If we don't sign one of those guys, I don't want Marcus Stroman. His name makes my eye twitch. I don't want that and on yet, the team. That's who most people would say is the best pitcher on the market. He might be, but I agree. I, I agree with Jason on the last show. I don't think he wants any part of Boston. He doesn't. Oh, he, doesn't. he wants no part of a fan base that cares about your stats. He, he wants he, to go play for somebody where he can market himself and sell jerseys. And be loudmouth on Twitter. Um, but I think of all players on the market, he's probably the guy that would move the needle on the field for pitching. And I don't think that that would make anybody happy, and yet we'd be a better team with him. 
Let's put it that way. I think it's going to have to happen via trade at this point. Um, there's Anthony Rodon. You're going to need a lefty at some point. but it's I would sign Rodon in a heartbeat. probably going to be a trash lefty. Um, but, yeah, he's available. Uh, Kevin Gosman is a, is a quality guy. Probably could get him on a five-year deal, I'm thinking. I know Charlie likes him. But here's the thing. You're only paying two pitchers right now. One of them, Nathan Avaldi, is on the last year of his deal. And then you got, I think, two more of Chris Sale after 2022. So go ahead and sign at least one pitcher. To... Oh, it's the no holdover. It's the no holdovers. That's what they want to do. They want as many one-year deals as they can get so they all expire at the same time and they can start from scratch. Heim Bloom would be the greatest GM in Major League history for an expansion franchise. He do wants you... a clean slate, and that's what he's going for here. And I don't blame him because everyone that he signed that I trashed, Charlie trashed, you trashed during you know during the offseason, uh, and then the guys that he brought in that we thought were garbage, including Davis and um, Robles, they ended up pitching okay. And so, and they're cheap. The way that I look at it is if he wants to build – cheap for 2022 and do what we thought 2021 was going to be, which is a rebuild year. We're one step closer to Tristan Casas. We're one step closer to these guys being real contributors. I'm okay with it. As long as you sign Rafael Devers, Charlie. There, these are all hypotheticals. We're talking about, you're, you're talking about him being the GM and in a perfect world where all the stars align, he's the GM of a franchise. That's an expansion. That's not now. This is the Boston Red Sox, and he's playing tiddlywinks with pocket change, bringing in subpar players that have failed. In in Terry's right, pitching factories. Matt Andrews didn't hack it in Tampa Bay. Didn't really do that much outside of that. Michael Waka, great when he first started, six years ago was his last year of relevance went to tampa bay did not work out this if you don't sign carlos rodon or kevin gaussman i was one of two people that said yes to both terry and i were the only two people that said yes to both gaussman or rodon um I'm i wanted Matt's... those guys i'd like thank both you of those guys easily i, I think rodon and gaussman both moves the needle both are better well, than obviously, Erod. that's a given. That's a both given. Both are better than Erod. That's that's my my consensus on both of those guys. I think they're both I better agree. than Erod. But you're gonna have to spend the money. You're gonna have to spend some money. There's no reason why you can't bring Kevin Gausman or Carlos Rodon to Boston. Both, that's pushing it. But one, if you don't sign one, what are you doing? Well, here's wow. what I think they're doing, and and correct me if I'm wrong on this. Or correct me if you disagree with me, but if you're looking at free agents for the 2023 offseason. I, I was just looking at that. And you're looking at starting pitching. There's I a lot of really attractive names on this list. Yeah, I mean, Mike Clevenger, he's coming back this year from Tommy John. Uh, you go down a little bit further here. I look at, I look at the big guy. I think Aaron Nola is not off the table. 
I he he hasn't pitched very well in in Philly the last couple of years, but um, you know, Syndergaard will hopefully be fully healthy by then. Jamison Tyon. Oh no, excuse me, Joe Musgrove. I I, I get my pirate ex pirates mixed up, but he'll be out there. He had a nice year last year in uh, San Diego. Um, Chris Bassett. Chris. Sean Manaya, both guys that you could go out for trade right now, but I think will be free agents next season that we could target for the Red Sox. They're going to be in their early to mid-30s. Uh, Bass will be 34, and Manaya will be 31. Those are guys you can target for two- to three-year deals. Bassett uh, you can trade for right now. The A's are blowing it up. So Absolutely, you could trade for him right now, but he's going to be a free agent next season. So if they don't think they're going to compete this season, why give away prospects – for him now that's that's how they're going to look at it whether that's right or not uh, and if you look at some of the other guys that are available there's serious pitching depth in 2023 i mean you're looking at five to six guys that could be number two options on your team i wanted i wanted uh matt boyd this year and we didn't get him there are a couple people on this list that i'm like eh. but there's uh, a major Leviger? drop Clevenger's got injury history. That's not helpful. And here's the thing. You're talking about 2023 guys. You're not adding to the current... uh, You're not adding to the current team that you have right now in 2023. You are... You are replacing, in theory, some of the pitchers that you currently have. You're replacing Nate Evaldi, who is a free agent that year. So you're replacing Nate Evaldi, and you're going to have to do something more. One of these guys is going to come via trade. You're going to have to do something else. You you need to. This team is showing why you cannot survive with two. You need three. And right now we have one, two, maybe. Now, here's the thing, though, Charlie. Some of these guys in the system have to show up. I mean, at some point, we've gone now, what, 10 years, maybe more, without developing a pitcher. The last starting pitcher we developed to be an ace was John Lester, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, He made his debut in 07. So you're looking at 14 years without developing a starting pitcher who's ace quality. At some point, you need one. So, yes, the Red Sox are struggling. Yes, our pitching sucks. Um, and it has been the weakness of our team for five years, and we're building offense, offense, offense. But I have to have a little bit of faith, and I think that what Bloom was able to do in Tampa was draft those guys who come out to be studs. You saw them last season. Some of those guys were pitching against us in the postseason in Rasmussen, for example. These are the kind of guys that I think over the next two seasons, the Red Sox will get some of. And if that means we have to move bats for it, so be it. Uh, especially prospects. Some of these guys will pan out. It won't be all of them, but some of them will pan out and will be in much better shape. So I'm not pressing the panic button, but I'm telling you what you guys were telling me last year, which is the 2022 Red Sox are going to be tough to watch. And I'm blaming it mostly on the Toronto Blue Jays. They're going to be a juggernaut. They're going to run away with this division. I'm frustrated. I'm really frustrated. But, uh, all right, we'll uh, probably wrap on that. We could potentially be back Sunday or Monday to 
discuss maybe more details of this Waka deal. Maybe we'll have some quotes from the Red Sox front office to get an indication on where things are going. But if he passes his physical, Terry, uh, that press conference will likely be on Monday uh, for signing. So we'll probably be back with an episode on Monday evening. Uh, would be my guess. He doesn't deserve a press conference. It should have been a. <laughs> it should have been a minor league signing. Like oh, Perez boy. is going to get. Uh, here we go. We'll oh, uh, we'll uh, be back though. Uh, probably again by the time uh, the weekend's out or Monday, no later. Everyone, take care.